0: Everything we do is about building the church of Jesus Christ. Whenever we train a Christian leader, it's to build the church of Jesus Christ. Whenever we help the poor, the hurting, the forgotten, it's to build the church of Jesus Christ. Whenever we bring hope to people that have lost hope, it's to build the church of Jesus Christ. When Jesus was on the earth, he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This means wherever we need to bring His church, nothing can stand in His way. Kingdom Builders is building the Church of Jesus Christ in our local area, in a Edina, where people are distracted and wonder if they even need God we will build our Edina campus, soon to be Crosstown campus. In Japan, where it's ancestor worship and they're worshiping the wrong thing, God is saying, I'm gonna build my church. And Kingdom Builders has built his church in Japan. In Tanzania, where Islam is fighting against Christianity, who will own Africa? Jesus says, Africa's mine. And he's saying, I will build my church. And that's what Kingdom Builders is doing with a 4,000-seat auditorium that will train future Christian leaders in India where thousands of gods fight for the allegiance. We are building a thousand churches in India through Kingdom Builders because Jesus will build his church. In Cuba, where communism says there is no God, Jesus says there is a God and you will worship the one true God. My church will be built. Wherever the church is needed most, Kingdom Builders is going to be there. We give so that all may hear. I am excited for our Kingdom Builders Miracle Offering weekend. This is a A huge weekend for us because on this day, we are building his church. Never forget, that's what it's about. It's building the kingdom of God and advancing faster and farther than we ever could with our regular giving. And it is a a joy to be able to see uh, at all 24 services at eight of our campuses that we're doing our miracle offering together. And uh, I want to say if you're new to the church, uh, this is a unique and special day. And uh, we want you just to see what's going on. Uh, We did not invite you here for your money, all right? If you're new, we just want you here to see what God is doing. We are so excited about the way he changed our life, and we want to help others have their life changed. And today is a day that is unlike any other. Um, today's a day where people are going to be making sacrificial gifts. Like the widow that I talked to a couple weeks ago, and she said, I can hardly wait for a miracle offering. She said, I'm a widow. I live on a fixed income, but I put aside money every month so that I can give a $1,000 at Miracle Offering. I'm telling you what, there are sacrificial gifts being given today, and I want to say thank you for your sacrifice. There are people that have uh, talked to me and have said, I-, I never thought that I'd have this amount of money. I never thought that I would earn this. I'm looking for purpose with the amount of money that God has given to me. And they say, I, I look forward to the Miracle Offering Day so I can say thank you, so I can please God. And, and some people have said, it's, it's amazing. I'm-, I'm actually giving today more than I made when I started in my career. My gift today is bigger than my salary. And I say, thank God for those gifts where you say, you know what? I realize I'm blessed to be a blessing. It's not about how much I get to have and and keep. God wants to bless me so I can bless others. Thank you for those gifts. There are people that are um, giving from a sense of freedom, and I think this fits our church in a big way people that used to be ruled by uh, consumer debt and credit cards and keeping up with the Joneses. And all of a sudden, they they found a new way of living. They found a financial peace that came upon their life. They got their life in order with their finances. And they say, we're now in a position to give. We're not in debt in those ways. We're in a a position to give. And I say thank you to the people that are doing that right now and saying, I'm going to live for more than money. I'm going to live for more than credit. I'm going to live for something that will make a difference. And I got to give a shout out to our youth group as well because our youth group is participating in the miracle offering on Wednesday night of course following this weekend they will be doing their miracle offering and I want to let you know that our youth group so far this year has already given $150,000 I think that deserves a hand clap now people are worried about the next generation I say get them in our youth group all right God's doing something but it doesn't end there our kids as well I mean, little kids today will be giving some of the change that maybe you gave them as their parents. They'll be putting that in. Some may have filled their little go bank and they're ready with this moment. Others, uh, I was just blown away by the children that are saying they want to set goals in the thousands of dollars. I talked to a, a, a young girl, not yet in our youth group, and she said, I made a goal of $5,000. She made different crafts and wares. And the other day she said, I made my goal. That's the kids' I'm just blown away by what God is doing in our church and where we're seeing this where it's it's, it's contagious. God's doing something here and we're saying, God, we've learned to live differently. We're gonna build your church. We are here to build your church. And I referenced that verse in the video and I'll read it to you today. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus is talking to his disciples and Peter has just had a, a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. All right, and, and, and Peter is just, he said, You are Christ, the Son of the Living God. And Jesus is like, You're right, you, you get this revelation, and he says, I'm gonna build my church. He says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's where we get that verse, that's where we get that statement, because Jesus was saying, I'm gonna build my church, and the gates of hell will not stand against it. And when I was a little kid, I have a confession to make. I, I, I saw that verse, I heard that verse, and I thought, like, the gates were coming after me, you know? The gates were coming, like Pac-Man gates or something, you know what I mean? They were coming. And I, 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 I just saw myself like a Christian kind of leaning back, like, bring it on, gates. And then, and then I heard a sermon where somebody said, wait a minute, gates aren't chasing you. Gates aren't attacking you. Gates are staying right where they are. Now they can open and they can close, but they're not moving other than open and close. They are trying to keep something out and the church needs to get in. All of a sudden, my whole mentality changed. I was no longer playing defense. I was playing offense. And I was like, all right, Gates, I'm coming after you. I'm going in and we're getting into where God wants us to get in. Now, when Jesus was saying this to his disciples, he was in Caesarea Philippi. And in that region, I'm sure there were fortresses. If you go there right now, there's strategic. There are mountains all around there, and there's actually a fortress that's right in that area. And I know it's from an empire much later than when Jesus was there. But if you know, they, they typically would build on top of things. So I'm guessing that there was a fortress in that spot as well. Jesus might have pointed to it and said, the gates of hell won't prevail against it. Like, guys, you need to go into the fortress. You need to go wherever the gates say stay out, you're going in. And I wanna say this with kingdom builders, when we give in our miracle offering, when we help support the missionaries, when we send missionaries, when we do all the good that we're doing, we're saying, hey, guess what? China, you can't keep it out. India, you can't keep it out. North Korea, you can't keep the church out. You may have passport control. You may say it's not coming in here. Middle East, you cannot keep out the name of Jesus Christ. The church is going through the gates. And that's what I see here. And Jesus might have been talking about not just the gates of a, of a boundary, but he might have been talking about the gates of hell being the authority, being the government, being the ruling ideology that it's trying to stop whatever the church is trying to advance. Because if you know this about the gates in in ancient days, the gates would be where the rulers would go, where the leaders would go. And they would go and they would have special spots, built-in stadium seating right there at the gates. And people would come by and talk to the government leaders. And Jesus, I believe, as well as saying physical boundaries, we're going through and we're going wherever he wants us to go. I also believe he is saying when the government stands against you, it can't stop you. It can't stop you. I've been to Cuba where the government messes around with the church and says, you can't build a church. And then a couple weeks later, they say, okay, you can build the church. Then three days later, they say, no, you can't build the church. And you're building and you're stopping and you're building and you're stopping. And then they arrest the pastor and throw him in jail. Then they let him out and they do that. And they mess around. I got news for you. The church is being built in Cuba. And when we give to kingdom builders this year, we're helping to build the church in Cuba. See, in the United States too, the government comes against the local church now. I know it sounds crazy. And, and, and as I share these stories, let me just share. We love our government leaders. We pray for our government leaders. I love our mayors. I love our governor. I love our senators. I pray for the president. I fast and pray for our president. I mean, i am just saying. all right, we love our government leaders. All right. But I want to tell you this. The government will come against, say, not here, not there. You're not going to go there. I remember when we tried to get the Apple Valley building off the tax roll. The city of Apple Valley said, we don't want to lose that tax revenue and we're not going to approve it. So we hired an attorney. I had our elders there. I had our pastors there. And we showed up at the city council meeting. I was ready for a fight and a battle. And all of a sudden, the city council emerges from their chamber and they start out the meeting and they say... You know, we were thinking about all the good that River Valley does in the community. And I was all fired up. I was like, yeah, and you're voting no against us. And they're like, we just had a change of heart in the council chambers, and we're gonna vote to approve that building being a church. And I almost stood up and said, I object. I'm gonna sue you. You know, but then I realized they were for us, you know? A change of heart that happened in chamber, but it was a battle up until then. And I thank God that our leaders in Apple Valley said, we see the good and the value. But it every city, it seems like, we bought land in Shakopee and the city said, Not that land, you're not going to get approved there. We already had a deal. They said, Not that land, no approval. I said, Well, where do you want us to go? They said, Out by the compost pile or build on the wetlands. I said, You can't build on wetlands. And finally, they said, "Well, you could try to buy that corner right there." And we went and bought that corner. And from the parking lot at our Shaker campus, you can see Sam's Club, Walmart, Home Depot, the movie theater, uh, Starbucks. Car- Car- I mean, it's all right there. People are like, "How did you get that land?" Only God, because the gates will not prevail against the church. That's why it happens. Our Edina campus has been rejected over and over and over again, and finally, the building that we purchased, uh, we moved one block into another city, and they gave us such favor, and we thank God. And we're changing that from Edina campus to CrossTown. You get it. It doesn't matter what stands against the church. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep fighting, and we're going to build His church. And today, when we give in our Kingdom Builders Miracle Offering, um, we're not building monuments. I want you to understand, we're not building like monuments, like, okay, we're gonna set this up and say it was great and there it is. It's that we are, are building his church. His church is a body, his church is alive, his church is moving forward. A monument is just something that's just right there and you look at it and you say, isn't that great? You know, but a, a, a body is something that moves forward. And I want you to picture right now, we're building the church when we give in the miracle offering, when we give for kingdom builders, and we're saying, go. Go move, go go do this. And I want you to understand, I think the church needs to be more active, a little more unpredictable. The church is alive. The church is ready to go advance and take on those gates and move forward. And, and let's not sedate the church with a little Ritalin. You know what I'm saying? It needs to move forward. The church is ready to run. The church is ready to grow, reach, build, give, prevail. And, and we're not gonna stop. We're not going to stop. I just want you to know people say, when are we going to ease up? We're not easing up until Jesus says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So we're going to keep moving his church forward. And we're going to say, God, until you say it's over, we're not going to sit still. We're not going to slow down. We're going to keep building your church. Why? Because the Bible is so clear. The Bible is so clear that Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's what Romans says. Matter of fact, I love the backdrop behind me, and I don't know if they can go again to this. Just It says, so that all may hear. It says, so that all may hear. And I'm standing in front of the, the city of Istanbul, Turkey. I'm standing here, and it's, it's, it's picked in, on purpose, saying, hey, all may hear. We want everyone to hear. The Bible is so clear, for whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And the whoever means we're gonna keep going to reach the next whoever. And you may never know the names of the people you helped, but we're gonna go reach the next whoever. We're gonna go to any city. We're gonna go to any country. We're gonna go to any people. And we're gonna say, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved and we're gonna go reach you. I wanna tell you about something that we do on some of our global teams, especially when we're in the Middle East, We'll start out the first 10 minutes of every car ride praying for the whoever's. We'll be in that city. And, and we're thinking most of these people, 99.9% of them, have never heard the name of Jesus. And as we start out in the car with our missionaries, we'll be there driving and then we'll just start praying for the whoever. We'll be like, Lord, that lady right there in the brown dress that we just drove by, Lord, we just pray that she'd know the name of Jesus because she's probably never heard it before. God, Lord, this guy in the red Toyota that's way too close to our van, have him back off, but have him also know you as Lord and Savior. You know, Lord, that family over there washing their clothes in the river, God, may someone Preach the name of Jesus to them. Lord Jesus, may they walk into the coffee shop. May they go there. May they do this. May they come into contact with someone. And we're praying for the whoever because we believe whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And we have an obligation to go out and reach the whosoever because Romans 10, 14 and 15 says, How can they call on the one they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one in whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Today we're bringing good news. Today we're, we're saying, God, we want to propel your kingdom faster and farther and move it forward in the, in the name of Jesus. We're sending out people and, 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 and supporting missions so that people can hear and believe and they can hear the truth. And whatever we're doing right now, we're believing that God will take what we give and increase it. I want you to think bigger than the $6 million goal. Not that we'd raise more than the $6 million goal, although I'm not opposed to that. Can I be honest? I'm not opposed. I mean, when we're at 4.3, do you realize like we're 1.3 million ahead of any other year we've ever done this? We're almost at what we did last year, including the miracle offering, okay? It's so strong. I thought, Lord, did I miss it? Was it supposed to be seven? So I won't be offended if we go way past, all right? I won't be, all right? But I want you to think it in terms of multiplication and increase. When we give today, when we give, it is so that we can bring increase the glory of God so we can help fuel the vision and bring more people into the kingdom of God. There's an increase that's going to happen as we do our part. In the Bible, it talks about this. Uh, The Apostle Paul was writing and he says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. God brought the increase. And I, I believe today we're planting We are sowing into what God wants us to do around the world. And I believe that there are missionaries that we support and other organizations. They will continue to work with what we're giving. And I believe this, God's bringing the increase. I don't want us to just see it as 6 million. I want us to see it as as increase, that every vehicle that our youth group raises money for, because that's what they do, the money they raise goes to help missionaries have vehicles so they can go faster and farther than they could if they were walking. And so we say increase. Take that vehicle and go way further than you ever could. Every Bible that our our children print up, that's what their money goes to, printing up Bibles. Every Bible that's printed, we're not saying just be a Bible. We're saying let that Bible change a life that could change a city, that could change a country. Let it be increased. When we rent U.S. Bank Stadium, that's the plan next year with all the other churches. We've been the lead church leading the way financially and saying we're gonna rent U.S. Bank Stadium. We're saying we're going in there, and the goal is to see teenagers come to find Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's to bring increase to our Lord and Savior. China, India, Middle East, you get the point. When we're starting these churches, it's to bring increase to say, God, for your glory and honor, may another whosoever call upon your name. Let me do a closed circuit to Edina Campus via live stream here. Edina Campus, you're raising money for your building. And I want to let you know this. The other campuses are listening, but I want you to know this right now. I want you to know that I I get it that your building is nothing to brag on, but we're not building a new building so you have something to brag on. We are building a new building for increase so that whosoever would call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So we have a greater seating capacity. So we have an opportunity to have a, a larger footprint to draw on people from all around that region, strategically placed on Crosstown. It's to fill the building for the glory of Jesus so there's increase, so that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Your coworkers, your neighbors, everyone. And every time, back to all campuses now, <laughs> every time we build a building, We believe there's increase. Shakopee Campus, I just got to give them a shout out. They were 900 when they moved into their new building. They're 2,000 now, and they have led 1,500 people to faith in Jesus Christ since we opened that building two and a half years ago. It's about the increase. So we're believing we are never going to stop being about the increase. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep moving, and we're going to give in the miracle offering today. We are going to give in the miracle offering today saying, God, we want you to help us to reach the world. We want you to help us to reach the world. We're going to give in this offering today because we're a church that reaches the world. We're a church that goes over and above to bring an increase for the glory and honor of our Lord and Savior. We're a church that supports missionaries. We're a church that sends missionaries. We're a church that starts new churches. We're a church that's going to keep moving because we're alive. We're going to make a difference, and we're going to say, God, for the glory and honor of our Savior, we want to bring increase. We want to say that the gates of hell will not prevail against you. We will move your church forward. We're going in. We're going stronger. We're building more, and for the glory of God. So as we get ready here and at all of our campuses to have this opportunity for our, our miracle offering, I'm just praying that we would just have a focus on the whosoever, we would realize this is so that all may hear. This is so his church will be built for his glory and for his honor. And I want to ask you to join me in prayer that we would have this moment to say, Jesus, this is for your glory. We will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So Lord, I just pray right now. I pray that you would help us to see that that everything we're doing today is for the increase of your kingdom, for your glory and for your honor. You told us that the gates of hell would not prevail against you building your church. And sometimes we play defense. Sometimes we hold back. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that our church would press forward on offense. When we give today, we'd say, Lord, we move your church forward. We go on offense. The gates of hell will not prevail. When we give, churches will be started in Japan and in India and in China and in Cuba Lord, we believe it. We are going to start new churches. The church will move forward. The, the, the government won't be able to stop what's moving forward, Lord Jesus. When we start new campuses, we pray for favor to move forward. But Lord, I'm just praying that it would be about the whosoever. It'd be about the one. And we'd realize, Lord... All that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And we desire that whosoever, all these people would call upon the name of the Lord. So take our gift. Take our gift today, Lord, with a joyful heart. Take our gift with a a gratitude to give, whether it's sacrificial or from great abundance. Take our gift and use it to build your kingdom for your glory and for your honor and for your praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.